So, uh, so how's your, uh, how's your quarantine going? <laughs> uh, pretty much exactly how my normal life is. Cause I never really, <laughs> I only left the house to go to the grocery store once a week anyway. So I just, <laughs> I was about to say, I imagine life has not changed for you. Yeah, it's pretty identical to, for me, if I'm honest. Uh, it, it really hasn't been that different. That's hilarious. It's actually been really nice because it's been like a really easy excuse to just like not hang out with anybody. <laughs> oh yeah, just like, sorry, like quarantine, like just can't do it, you know? Yeah. Oops. Yeah, oops. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I just can't do anything yeah, I, now. I love to do something, but you know, we can't. So oh, I'm just going to have to sit in my pajamas and play video games all day. <coughs> oh, sorry. Uh, quick announcement. We now have a subreddit r slash it's two brothers podcast on reddit.com so if you want to uh go and comment and let us know how wrong we are about everything in this episode feel free to go there we would love to hear from you all right back to the episode yeah i've been uh i've been working home for about a month now um it's been it's, yeah i guess it's been about a month at this point yeah, yeah. we're close to it god man it's been been interesting to say the least <laughs> yeah yeah are you like still in the like it's hard to work phase no not really like i mean so i have um like i have like a, a like a rolling desk and uh lauren like she she hoards monitors like she's got like all like anytime that she like gets a new monitor she just like hangs on to the old one so <laughs> we have like yeah, okay. we, we we've got like we've got like five or six monitors sitting around the house so like i've got my laptop hooked up oh, so i have dual screens i've got a you know i have like i hoard mice you're the, so you're in the matrix essentially yeah pretty much like i hoard mice so like i have like i have all these like mice hanging around and so like I, I hooked up a mouse like i'm you know i'm good to go like i've got like a home office set up all in all it's been pretty good you know it's been pretty good <laughs> oh man but uh yeah i've uh since 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 being quarantined i've had you know extra time on my hands so it's it's really unlocked all of my culinary potential um i've been doing things that like i wouldn't normally like bother trying to do like oh, uh yeah. was it, a couple 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 weeks ago i made uh i made homemade creme fraiche <laughs> Oh my god, really? You made creme fraiche? Wow. I made creme fraiche. It's okay. delicious. So you're, you're officially a pseudo-chef. I'm a pseudo-chef now. Yeah, great. It was really easy. You just take cream yeah. and buttermilk and you put them in the same container like overnight on the counter. And then the next day you have creme fraiche. It's delicious. What does so it taste like? I did... um, it tastes... Honestly, it tastes mostly like cream with like it's like it's like if you took cream and then mixed a tiny bit of sour cream into it. That's kind of what it tastes like. It's okay. really good. Yeah, I mean, so, that's, I mean, cream is good. Sour cream is good. Yeah, dude, put that shit on pierogies. Oh, so yeah, that, yeah. so fucking good, man. Oh yeah. So, so how are the uh, grocery stores where you are? Um, so they're doing the whole like social distancing thing, and they're also only letting a, a limited number of people into the grocery store at once. Oh, they're so, doing that. Wow. Which is not usually horrible this past so we did we we grocery because in canada so friday was a mandatory holiday so the grocery stores had to close so we um we did our grocery shopping on on thursday and of course whenever you have a mandatory holiday everybody and their mother is grocery shopping yeah the day before of course yeah, and so it was kind of like I was I was like, should we grocery shop on Saturday or Thursday? I figured I figured it would probably be even worse on Saturday because all the people that forgot that Friday was a mandatory holiday would be like, oh Wednesday. shit, that's the real key. Yeah, but well, this here's the problem though is like, but then if you buy things like chicken and stuff like that, they're not gonna stay good. So you gotta like you gotta still grocery shop close to when you're gonna cook, but not too close. And then Sunday's also a mandatory holiday because it's Easter Sunday. 
so it's like you pretty much have Thursday and Saturday, and those are your choices. So it was a shit show. It was like a really, really long line to get in. Um, and then, of course, you know, everybody's spaced out six feet from each other, you know, like, so it's, you know, it's been interesting. Um, They're not doing anything that extreme at the grocery store I am. I'm in the southeast United States. The the ABC store, the alcohol store, does only let one person in at a time. One person in? Oh, that's hilarious. One person in at a time, yeah. And, like, you're not allowed to look through the store. You have to, like, an employee, like, greets you at the door and, like, you have to tell him what you want. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so it's, like, alcoholics only, essentially. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the LCBO over here is uh, LCBO for those who don't know is the uh, like the liquor store in Ontario. And um so like they uh they are also doing the you have to wait in line to get in, but like I mean, there's like, you know, there's like 10 15 people in the store at any given time. And you can browse. Like I like the last time I was in there, I I I had to browse a little bit because they they don't have the tequila that I normally buy. So I was I you know, I I had to browse a little tiny bit, but I like you feel bad cuz you're just like, oh, these all these people waiting outside. It's like oh, yeah, it's Canada. Yeah, I, I so actually, it's a little cold. It's windy and it's uh, just like, all right, I'm not going to make these people wait outside. I yeah, try to find line. the perfect tequila. Yeah. And actually, I fucked up because I, I was like, I need the medium sized bottle. I was like, not the large one. And then, like, and then he brought the counter. He brought like the tiniest size, like the tiny flask size. And it's like, that's just, not the medium size. Like, oh, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. There's 30 people outside. I don't need it that badly. Bastards. Bastards. Yeah. But, no, the, but how about like meat selection and stuff? Like, it sounds like you're like cooking pretty freely. Like, where I am, like, there, like, there isn't really like meat available a lot of the time anymore. That's interesting. Um, we, I'm having no trouble finding anything except for paper towels right now. Yes, um, paper so... towels and toilet paper are still very much so in demand. Yeah. They figured out the whole, the whole toilet paper situation. I don't know. Maybe we just reached like, peak toilet paperage and like everybody's got such a huge stock of toilet paper now that nobody's buying it but like when i go into the grocery store now like there's literally like a wall of toilet paper oh, really? when you like i think they're overflowing because they ordered so much oh i <laughs> so, wish that was like, how it was here no no yeah toilet paper is no longer a problem <laughs> i got lucky and I, I i i get to the store like right as they open so i got there like as they were rolling out the paper towel towels so i managed to grab a, a big roll yeah uh, paper towels are still hard to find i don't know what's going on with paper towels like we i mean we we found some but we had to buy like i mean you know like i mean first world problems right we had to buy a different brand than i would normally buy Um, that is definitely yeah yeah, but you know i mean same thing with toilet paper too i mean like they they only have the they only have the one brand of toilet paper and they have a shit ton of it but they're also i mean they're rationing here right so like i don't know how they're doing signs with like only take two or yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm feeling like a fucking genius though, because uh, as as you may remember, shortly after I came back from Japan, um, oh, I yeah, uh, installed myself that uh, Japanese bidet toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm using like I'm using like two squares. It's yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, I am a fan of the uh, post shit shower, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> Is this content? Is this good content? I hope so. <laughs> this is this is this, this is, is this, this is this give. is. I mean, this is relatable now for all the people that are in quarantine. Yeah, finally, so. finally, our our family's tendency to just talk about our bowel movements constantly has paid off. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I guess if you're listening, you know, sometime into the future, this was uh, this was all recorded during the uh, the lovely COVID nineteen uh, global pandemic crisis. Something we have no um, doubt forgot about. 
almost immediately without without question. Yeah, I mean, I imagine in like six months, people will be like, "Wait, what? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. There was that crazy virus yeah, thing. Wow, that was crazy, wasn't it?" And that's yeah. the, that's the whole conversation. That's all we'll yeah. ever say about it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh man! All right. But yeah, uh, we, yeah like, start so talking about some of the things that we usually talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was about to say I was like now that we're uh, you know I mean now now that I was trapped inside you know for so long I had plenty of time to play uh, the uh, the new Half Life game which also yes. came out coincidentally around the same time as a major virus epidemic. Yeah, actually, it's been a so, really good month for video games. I gotta say. Oh, it's been great. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I mean, I I think I'd like to do spoilers. So oh, I yeah, guess God, of course. Yeah. So like. Spoilers for Half Life Alex. Like, if you're listening yeah, right now, you have stop. not played it. Skip just to, stop right now. Skip to I will put a time here. Yeah, I'll I'll put a timestamp in for whatever. Like, when we're done talking about it, but like, we got to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This was like, yeah. So spoilers starting now. Yeah, no, no, we no, both no. we both played it pretty much as soon as it came out. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, yeah, as, as soon as it came out for me. Um, I, you were you were one of the first people I think to play it because like yes. you were getting some of like the like the literal just like you know walk to X location achievements and like I was looking at the percentages when you got them and it was like two percent of people have achieved this. Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, I was I was one of the first without a doubt. I, I was up right right when it launched. Um, yeah, I mean, short short of like IGN and shit who like got yes. review copies, you're pretty much the guy. <laughs> Um, I, so what, what kind of playing space did you play it in? I think that's a big factor. I basically have as big of a play space as you possibly can have and, and, and have, and have the the 1.0 base station still work. So actually that's interesting. So I, so, cause you don't have, you don't have like the base station. Yeah. Well, you're wired, but you don't have the base stations. Like you, you have inside out tracking. So I, when I set up my play space initially, when I moved into this house, um, like I set them up pretty far apart because I didn't realize that there was a maximum distance. Yeah. Um, so like I was actually getting really shitty tracking and I've been trying to figure it out for the longest time. Um, and like, you know, like I, I was like covering up all the reflective surfaces and I was like, you know, like what's going on? Like I, like, cause my, I would get a controller that would just kind of drift off into space occasionally and yeah. I couldn't figure out why. So I finally looked online um, and I was like, what's the maximum distance the base stations can be from each other? And it turns out mine were way the fuck further away than that. <laughs> so ah, I, I brought them in a lot closer so that they are like basically right within the maximum distance they can be. So I basically with the 1.0 base stations, my play space is as big as it can be. Ah, um, I don't okay. I don't know what that I can't remember exactly what that that size is, but that's. For those who have VR, that's what I have. And generally, to be honest, the the biggest thing for me is actually the cord. Like the cord is actually the the limiting factor for me because if I go right to the edge of my play space, like if I turned around, I would rip the cord out of the wall. Yeah. You know, not out of the wall, but out of the computer. So, because <laughs> yeah. you are you're you're basically just standing in place. Yeah, yeah? I am. Like you, I am standing in place. I, I I could technically play downstairs, but I'd have to like transfer saves or something. To Chandler's laptop, and I don't want it, my roommate's laptop, um, and I don't want to do that. So yeah, I play standing room only, uh, which you know limits how into it you can get. Obviously, mm. yeah. And then you are also playing with you're playing with the Oculus, so yeah. you're 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 using the Oculus controllers, right? Yes. The and you use the Index, right, for this? I do have the Index controllers, yeah. Yeah, which are way better. So it's interesting, right? Because like. They are, they, I mean, so, like, uh, they are way better. Like, that's yeah. that's unequivocal. That uh, I'm not going to say. For this game, 
I can't imagine it makes a tremendous amount of difference. No, I mean, you have individual finger tracking, though. I mean, that helps immensely. I, I wonder if it actually does. Because, I mean, I guess maybe for holding very small objects, which happens Yeah, like the radio rarely. antenna at the very start. Like, yeah. That was, that was kind of awkward for me to pull up. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, like, because the one thing I noticed about this game, which, by the way, I did actually really like is there is no, like, it's not like the same thing as some of the other games that use the index controllers where gripping an object physically with the controller is the thing to pick things up. I mean, it, it is, but, like, you use the, no, um, you use the, the well, you still use the trigger, right? Like, yeah, you, you still the trigger, use the yeah. trigger to physically pick things up, um, which I actually really liked. Because um, I don't, have you played Boneworks at all? No, but I have watched someone play Boneworks, and looking at it, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's it seems like using using your actual hands to grab things in game is like kind of sticky. It seems it's very sticky. So like the way that um, so good the for way Spider-Man that the index game maybe <laughs> yeah right. I feel I do. I mean seriously, I do feel like I have webbed hands, like hands with spider webs on them, but like. Um, like for those who are not familiar with the way that the index works is basically the index, like the entire controller is touch sensitive, like along the base where you hold your hand and there's a strap to like physically keep your hand like on the controller. So you can, you can completely release your hand and still like the, the controller will still hold on to you. So in order to pick objects up in the game, you literally just close your hand like around the controller and the controller itself senses that your hand is on it and you can pick objects up. So in Boneworks, that Boneworks did a really good job of like trying all this stuff, but it is it is very annoying sometimes to have your hand touch something and then the controller like you just you you ever so slightly like grasp the controller in any way and it thinks you're trying to grab that surface and like yanks you back. Yeah, <laughs> watching the stream, it, it looked like someone. It looked like their hand was magnetic almost, just like it was. Yeah. Like, just like latch on to like a pipe and just like their hand would be stuck there for like a good like 10, 15 seconds. And sometimes it's kind of hard, like an unintuitive at times to try to get your hand off of it. So I really appreciated in Alex the fact that A, to pick things up, you have to have some intentionality to it. Like you really do. You have to you have to pull the trigger and like that that is like that's the 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 impetus for like the, the game to be like, okay, you're trying to pick an object up right now. Yes. And then I also as much as it kind of like takes away a little bit of the realism, I had way more fun with the fact that I can't drop my gun. <laughs> oh god, yeah, no. Oh, I hate. Yeah, th- there's no need for that. In like, can you drop your gun in Doom? I mean, I'm sure you can, but like, I wonder. I, th- I I imagine that the guns in Doom are probably selected from a wheel. I would. I, I haven't played Doom VR, but I would imagine yeah, that there's no idea. opportunity to actually physically drop your gun. I would hope so. But like, it's unnecessary. Like, yeah, it's it's unnecessary. Like, and here's the thing, right? I could see. I could see a scenario where you would want that. Like in, I mean, Alex is to some degree a bit of uh, like a survival horror type of like um, type of game. I like mean, it's in, not, in the sense, it's that, not, I mean, they wanted it to be a survival horror game originally, like purely. Yeah, and I'm glad that they didn't go that route. Yeah, but I mean, it has some of the same like elements of like you know having low ammo, you know, not being super super strong. 
um, you know, and like having, you know, like kind of like those like, you know, scary tense moments, obviously, which yeah. we will go into in spades, I'm sure. But um, I did find that uh, like, you know, like I, I, I could see in like a game, like a very like serious survival, like, like if they ever made like a Silent Hill VR that I would never play in my entire life and I would probably not even be able to watch videos of, um, <laughs> I could see dropping your gun being something that would be an interesting gameplay element to that just because it's like that adds to the fear factor of the game but in something like Alex where it's not like a pure survival horror like you are still supposed to be able to like you know handle your gun and shoot things and like you know be capable yes I'm glad that they 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 didn't go that route because I think that would have been dumb um so I really I really I think that's that's the biggest thing that I took away from like the design of the way that they approached Alex is it's like in a lot of ways, like the game, like for somebody that's been playing VR for like a long time now, like pretty much, like I mean, not quite since like the Vive came out, but not too far off from when the Vive came out. Yeah, that's pretty early. It's pretty early. I mean, I was, I, 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 I don't think it would be unfair to call me a VR early adopter. So I've been I doing think we're this all for a still while. VR early adopters. Well, yeah, I think I yeah. Don't think we're not at the <laughs> early adoption phase yet. That that's probably totally fair. Um, but, uh, so, like, I've been doing this for a long time, and Alex, in a lot of ways, is, um, you know, it's, it's kind of baby's first VR, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of hand-holding in the sense of, like, you know, like, there's teleport, you know, and, like, there's, there's, it's not just, like, teleport as an option, like, there is, like, certain yeah, sections where it, teleport yeah. is, is it, that's all you can do, yeah. you know, you can't drop your gun. There's less physical interactivity than in, like, some other games that I've seen. But that being said, I think that all of it was a good decision because for two reasons. First of all, I have not had as much fun in VR as I've had in Half-Life Alex. Like, it's hilariously fun to play. Like, it's it's... It doesn't have that same kind of, like, jankiness that other VR games that try to simulate more have, like, that are good, like, Blade and Sorcery and, um, you know, and then Boneworks, and then, you know, like, even, like, uh, like, even, like, H3 VR, which, like, you know, is, is a, is a great model of, like, physical interactivity in games, but, like, I mean, you know, sometimes trying to, like, put the, put the magazine into a, into a P90 is a little bit awkward because, you know, it clips through everything and it fucking doesn't yeah. work, you know, and, like, that's just, like, that's, when you're trying to go to that level of phys physical interactivity like that's just the nature of it like it's it's fucking it's really hard you know but Alex doesn't have any of that like to insert your clip into the gun I mean you basically just have to come in the vicinity of the gun and like you know the magazine will go in like it's not <laughs> it's not hard <laughs> so I think I think you know to, to step back a little bit it's clear to say that you really loved the game right oh my god yeah it was fantastic I am a little more lukewarm on it honestly really okay because, like, you, you mentioned, like, Baby's first VR game, right? Yeah. And I would say that Half-Life Alex is almost, like, Baby's first game. <laughs> like, it's a very, like, it's very linear. The shooting parts are more like a shooting gallery than they are, like, a real, like, you know... Like, what I would, like, you know, a modern FPS is more of, like, a, a far cry, like, open world, like, you know, you're assaulting a base multiple options like stealth and they're just like and this is just like you know you're kind of standing in place most of the time shooting from cover you know it, it feels like a 
if you if it wasn't a VR game, it, it would feel like a game from like like the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really fun to play, but like it's it's uh it's so short and it's so it's a, it's like a linear FPS survival horror game. And like personally, that's like the least that's like the least interesting kind of game for me personally. You know. So it's interesting that you you say that because you're right in the sense of like I am sick of FPS games generally like linear FPSs like I don't I don't really play them anymore like I think the last one that I really seriously played was Doom 2016 and I was like yeah. I was like if I'm not really enjoying this like am I even enjoying FPS games anymore and I think that the answer is basically no I'm kind of I'm ti- I'm tired of them like I'm over it you know yeah. like like maybe at some point I'll get back into them but it's like I'm just like I'm so tired of just run to room shoot things, run to next room, shoot things, repeat as not ad nauseum. Like, you know, yes. like the Call of Duties and shit of the world. Like, I'm over it. Like, it's just like, I, I, I've played it a million times. I get it. Too many you know, times. I, too many times. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I like, I, I don't have as much fun with them anymore. And then I played this and like, I mean, I was like a fucking kid in a candy store. Like, because like, you're right. If this game was in like, was you know, in pancake mode, like, yeah. I wouldn't want to play it. There's no fucking way. Like, this game would suck. Like, yes. it would be so boring to play. But, like, you know, I guess the, the fact that you're saying, like, if it wasn't in VR, like, it wouldn't be a good game, I think that's kind of the point. Sure, yeah. It's like, I'm not the first person to make this analogy, but somebody, like, you know, made this, like, you know, th- this other, like, kind of point of, like, it's like, yeah, like, if you... uh you know, if you play Mario Kart and then you just don't touch the controller, of course it's boring. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, if you don't play the game as it's intended to be played, yeah, of course it's not going to be good. Yeah. And I think that, and like, you know, I mean, some of the developers at Valve have like gone on to say like that they're sure that this game will eventually, like somebody will mod it to play mouse and keyboard. And yes, and it'll be horrible. And it'll be horrible because it's, it's like, there's nothing like in a mouse and keyboard sense, this game is not designed for that it wouldn't be fun in that sense because it's literally just go to place shoot for a little tiny bit loot some stuff go to place shoot maybe solve some puzzles like it's it would it wouldn't be fun but like the fact that you are actually physically placed in that world and are are required to perform all the interactions physically with your body makes the game what it is sure Sure, and I, I want to be clear. I really, I had a lot of fun playing Half Life Alex, right? Mm. But it was, you know, looking back on the experience, like it was, it, I, you know, it took me ten hours to beat the game. Mm. So I would have preferred more. And you know, even though I might, I might play the game again just for like the novelty of like, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun like, you know, experience. But as like a, as like game, as like an engaging like, you know. It's something that, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, when I, when I think back on the experience, it just seems so, like, like I would have I liked a little more, um, like, inventiveness. Like, I was reading a post, you know, someone saying, like, you know, they need to do, like, God-style games, like, black and white. You know, like, mm-hmm. that would be amazing for VR. And it just it just seems like, you know, this this game could be so much more. And instead, it's, it's kind of like just like a, like a hallway shooter in a lot of ways. And it's just like, I could use, like, more physical interactivity would have been nice. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, you know, like some, like, physics puzzles to kill enemies. Like, you know, shooting, like, barrels off of ledges or something to, like, crush enemies would have been cool. But, like, it just kind of felt like, 
like there were these sections of like you know beautiful like hallways where i was looking for ammo and intense like i'm trying to figure it out as i'm saying it almost like my yeah that's fine the game. well here let me let me let yeah, me talk for a bit sure. then i i well actually let me last let me ask one question before do you i mean like do you like like half-life 2 i like parts of half-life 2 okay so you're not like you weren't like super into half-life 2 no. And it's subsequent. Okay. So I, I think that probably does make some difference because, I mean, like, this game in a lot of ways, like, th- like obviously Half-Life 2 had a lot more variety in its in its gameplay. Yes. And, and that's – I think that's to be expected. I mean, like, you know, it, it was trying to – Half-Life 2 was trying to take advantage of the physics engine as much as humanly possible, and yeah. they basically just tried a bunch of stuff related to that. And I, I do think that Alex in a lot of ways – tried to do a lot with the the VR interactivity. Um, I don't think they did enough, um, but I understand why they didn't do enough, and I'll kind of get into that when I get into my thoughts a bit. But, like, if you weren't, like, cr- like if the corridor shooting portions of Half-Life 2 were the most boring part... I liked all the non-standard shooting parts in Half-Life 2, I guess. Okay, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. Driving Alex cars, is- driving water boats... Ravenholm, Which, yeah. the first part of Ravenholm. Fuck, yeah. fuck fast zombies, but the first part of Ravenholm is time. <laughs> oh, I gotta say, I am so glad. I, oh I was so, okay. I was so worried I when I saw the that. first fast head crab that they were gonna put fast zombies in the game, and they never did. And I was so grateful. I was like, "Fuck you yeah. guys!" If you put fast zombies in, it. like that's yeah, dude, that would oh be uncool. I did not even uncool. think about that until just now. That would have been. I would have never played. I would have taken my headset off and stopped. Yeah, it would have been tremendously uncool. It would have been traumatic, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, I have to say, though, like, so, during the game, right, like, when I when I encountered, like, my first head crab, like, I was scared shitless. Like, having it jump at you is uh, oh, yeah. unfun. No, it does a but, great job of, like, getting emotional response. Like, as, like, a as an art piece, or as, like, a tech demo, the game excels. As a video game, it's okay. Okay. See, I had, I had a very, like, I, I guess... So here's here's what I was going with with the head crab thing, right? Like when I first encountered one, it was like, "Oh, this is terrifying." And like Alex and, you know, like and Russell, you know, are also both like, "Oh shit, like it's a head yeah. crab, right?" And then like, you know, by the end of the game, like oh, you're yeah. you're fighting them like it's no big deal. And like I felt that, you know, like I like Alex got used to fighting head crabs, I got used to fighting head crabs. Not like, yet. you know, and like I was less, like, by the end of the game, like, I was less jumpy, you know? Like, I I was better at, like, reloading my gun in combat. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I was better at, like, taking cover effectively. Um, like, I was better at, like, I physically, as a person, got better at Half-Life Alex. like, as I, like, you know, like, sure. my physical movements, you know? And, like... You know, there's some of that, like, in in every game. Like, you know, obviously you play a game and you get better at the game. Like, that's, I mean, fucking duh, right? Like, you know. But, like, I never never actually, like, improve my skills at a thing in a game, like, from a physical perspective. But, like, I, you know, I got better at, like, the risk flick thing. You know, like, my physical dexterity during the course of the game got better in the same way that, like, you would expect the character to get better at it. You know? Like, and... There's, there's, like, 
there's so many abstract ways that they represent that in video games. You know, like in, in every FPS RPG, like you have a gun stat and you have a hacking stat and like whatever, right? And the more you like, you know, and if it's a Morrowind style progression system, the more you do it, yeah. like the more your, your your little number goes up and the more you get uh, better at it. Yeah. But those, in, those in are, Alex... Those are my favorite systems, Jason. But see, the thing yeah. is, I physically got better. I was the abstraction. Like, sure, yeah, I was yeah. the literal number that got better. And, like, that's that's fucking cool, man. Like, I love the idea of, like, progression actually existing in the physical person themselves. You know, that, like, you as a physical person actually get better at the thing you're doing in a natural way through playing the game. Yeah, like, and, and I'll say, you know, I'm, I, I, I kind of, I'm thinking I might, you know, look forward to another Half-Life Alex playthrough, right? Just like, you know, and like really have more fun with it. You know, now that I'm more comfortable with like VR shooting and all that. But mm. my response to everything you've just said is super hot VR. Okay. And just like super hot VR was to me almost as much of a transcendent VR experience, like even more so really than like Half-Life Alex was. Like I find like Half-Life Alex. Like, the gameplay of Half-Life Alex stripped away from, like, the, the amazing visuals and story and polish that the game possesses. Like, is it really that much better than, like, Superhot? Like... I mean, okay, so, like, you're saying from, like, a gameplay perspective? Yeah, from strictly gameplay. So, here's what I'll say to that, is nothing beats the gunplay of of Superhot. Like, as, as, like, a, as, like, an ex, as, like, a shooting experience... Like and like a combat experience, even though you're literally just standing in one place, Super Hot is pretty fucking great for like the idea of like cool shooting. Yes. Um. And like I've played, you know, I've played a decent amount of gun like type things in in VR, and like you know, yeah. Boneworks has some Boneworks has some pretty good moments with that. Like you know, the physical interactivity in Boneworks is pretty good. It's definitely a, a cut above Alex, although it is very frustrating. Like. The um like the, the the system of actually having to put away your guns like I find Boneworks to be really janky when it comes to uh like actually like Boneworks putting seems, away and seems janky in almost every way yeah um actually uh Hot Dogs H three VR Hot Dogs Horseshoes and Hand Grenades does a really good job of that because they have an option to actually like what's like like holster or like sling your gun and like it's kind of it's abstracted right like you put your gun like in the first of all it has like physical bubbles that you can see so you know when you're putting your gun in the correct spot yeah yeah i played h3 oh, okay you played h3 yeah, yeah. yeah. well so, so for those people yes. that don't that, that aren't aware like and so like you know you, you put the guns in physical bubbles and then you can also like once the guns are in there, you can you can lock them to those bubbles so that when you pick them up, if you let go of them, they just go back, which I think is a is a great system for having the ability to drop your gun without having the oh my gun is gone now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, um and like Alex doesn't doesn't have that, which is which is okay. Um you know, because I, I in in that particular game, I like the ability to just kind of have your guns at the ready at any time. Yes, but yeah. like the fact that you, you have know, open hand option. Yes, like, there's no there's no problem. Yes, um, and like, but w- with like, so with all like the gun games that I've played, you know, like Alex is probably like the least, um, like the least interactive. You know, like 
because you, I mean, I guess obviously like super hot has no like reloading. You just kind of chuck your gun. Yeah, and you're you done with your it. Guns. I mean, the reloading system in Half-Life Alex is great. And again, like, you know, Half-Life Alex is, I mean, I really enjoyed it and I think it's a good game. It's just like, it feels like the demo for a real game. <laughs> I didn't feel that way. I felt like it was the first fully fleshed out Mm. VR game that I've really played that was intended from the ground up to be obviously like you know you could play Skyrim and Fallout 4 in VR yeah, but those are not I, I played both of those not yeah not, they're not intended for VR yeah but like the gunplay of Half-Life Alex, well good and well like satisfying to me was not the part of it that I found the most compelling what was the most compelling for you i found like just exploration to be the thing that really like got to me you know like i really enjoy a i really enjoy the fidelity of the world like it's it looks so good oh yeah oh yeah like it looks so good and like you know vr has a very magical quality of like you could pretty much show people anything and it's still amazing because you're seeing it at scale and you're seeing it in you know like with depth in three dimensions but like so here's the thing that like blew my mind and I, I don't know if you really noticed this while you were playing but like I was looking at like the pictures on the wall and I noticed that the glass like the pictures were actually behind the glass of the picture frame and that the glass of the picture frame was actually reflecting the world around me and I fucking shit my pants. Like, I was like, this is, I was like, I don't know if I've seen that in a game yet. And if I have, I didn't notice it to the degree that I noticed it in, like, Alex. But, like, if you notice all of the glass in that game, like, like computer screens and stuff like that, like, they reflect the world. Like, and, like, there's, I think it's called specular reflection, like, where, like, you know, things have kind of, like, like, you can see, like, lights and stuff, like, reflected in, like, shiny objects. I think that's, I think it's specular lighting. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. You're not talking about subsurface scattering, are you? I don't think I'm. No, no, I don't that's think I'm skin, talking about subsurface. Right? Yeah, that's skin. Yeah. Um, which, if there was any of that, I, I didn't really notice. But like that, like I mean, oh, there definitely that, was. But like that, that whole and like the thing is, is when you were like, if you were looking at those pictures and like you know, you could bake that in and that would be easy. But like it was clearly done in real time because as you moved your head, the uh, like the the reflections shifted based on like your head position. Sure. You know, like as they would in real life. But that's tech demo stuff. Like, I don't but consider that part of the game. I, 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 I just, I was, like, that, that fidelity, like, that's what I, I want. Like, I didn't realize that that was something so that... you're still, you're still obsessed with, like, graphics, is essentially what you're saying. Well, You still want better I graphics. I love, I mean, like... I would be I, happy with this game if it was, like, pixels. Like... Okay. <laughs> like, I don't, but, like, I don't factor the graphics in as, like, a, like, an, a, a, like, a thing that matters in in whether the game is good or not. But were you were you very impressed with it from a graphical perspective? <laughs> yeah, I was. It, it, it looked extremely nice. It was very impressive. And did it run fairly well on your computer? Yeah, it ran perfectly. Never had a bit... I think I crashed once, and it was my fault. I was doing, okay. like, silly physics things. <laughs> boxes okay. and boxes and boxes. You know how it is. Yeah. So, but I, I guess... Okay, so yeah, I mean... You know, yes, granted, right? Like, obviously, graphics are not graphics are not the thing that like makes a game good. But yeah. like, if exploration is the thing that I really enjoy, like going to those environments and having them be so yes. detailed and beautiful and fun to explore, without a doubt. Like, 
in a normal game, I would go through those environments and like I'd maybe like go up close and take a look at things and like maybe give them a second look. But for the most part, I just blow through corridors because whatever. Right. I wanted to look at every nook and cranny of this game because it looked so goddamn good. You know, like it was just it was it the, the, the fact that the game was of such a high quality and fidelity. It made me want to explore the world, you know, and then. You add to that the fact that, like, there was just, like, there was collectibles in all sorts of, like, you know, like, there was ammo and there was, you know, and there was the resin. And it was in, like, all sorts of fun, like, and interesting places. And, like, that felt really good to, like, you know, search through things and find, like, oh, wow, there's, like, one up in a vent there. And there's, like, one way down here. And and then you couple that with the gravity gloves, which, like, that that motion, that, like, flick your wrist and then catch it is so satisfying to do. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. it feels re- like, you know, because, like, there's a lot of games where you can grab things at a distance. Um, but the the way that they did it in there, like, because, like, in Boneworks and, like, in, um, in Blade and Sorcery, you know, you grab things at a distance and you just kind of, like, you know, force grab them. Essentially, you know, there's no there's no really real skill involved in actually getting the thing to you. And in Alex, there isn't really like, a, I mean, it's pretty lenient with the with the grab, oh, you know, yeah. No, like, no, yeah, it's you can you can pretty much just like put your hand five feet away and it'll still grab. But it doesn't it feels like a skill, even if it really isn't. No, it, yeah. it has the it has the the feeling of a skill, and so when you when you get to the point where you're doing it really well and really consistently, you just feel fucking good. You know, like it just makes you feel like a badass. You're like, oh, flick, grab, put the you know clip in the gun and shoot things. It's like, yeah, it's like I'm a badass now. <laughs> but like, so that that feeling of like it being you being a badass, even though what you're doing is not actually that impressive, like that kind of ties into what I'm like. Maybe I can put it this way. Half-Life okay. Alex feels like it was done to me. You know what I mean? Like, I like playing video games where I, I'm in control, and I don't feel <laughs> like I was ever in control of my Half-Life Alex experience. Like, it was a good experience, and it was fun, but, like, it was definitely me being led on a leash through, like, an amusement oh, yeah. park. And I just, like, I don't know. Like, those kind of games don't excite me in any way. Uh, um, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. But I do have some degree of like sandbox exhaustion. Like that's because you're playing bad sandboxes. <laughs> you should play Kenshi. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about Kenshi in a second. Um, okay, yeah, sure. We'll talk about Kenshi in a second. But I, I've actually been kind of like craving just a really solid linear experience. Yeah, because it's funny you say that because I was also before this game came out was also craving like a good like. Just like, yeah, I just want to play like something like that's mindless and good. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I mean, like, and like, you you know, you say 10 hours too short. Like, I, like, I could I have used more? Yeah. Like, I would have liked maybe another 10 hours of this game. But like, at the same time, I would, I would rather get 10 hours and want 20 than get 20 hours and want 15. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Valve. So the 20 hours wouldn't have been a want 15. It would have been a whole 20 hours. Yeah. I, I know. But, at the same time, I think that they needed to make this game so they could learn a lot of things, like what works, what doesn't, yes. what people are yes, willing to I deal with. I 100% agree with you on that. Like, I, I, I don't feel like this is the the last word from no. Valve in, in VR Half-Life. It's, it's, so, it's a tech demo. You, okay. Let me, <laughs> I guess let me say this, right? You should go, you should go play Boneworks. <laughs> okay, well, no. 
Boneworks is someone's attempt at a tech demo. Yeah, Boneworks is a tech demo. Yeah, okay, like Boneworks. Sure. Okay. Boneworks is a like, sure, it, and it is a very sure. co- is a very cool tech demo, and I really appreciate like how far they leaned into it. But Boneworks is not a game. Okay, you're right. Boneworks no, is that's yeah. fair enough. You're right. Alex is a Alex is, is a, game. a game. Is a game. It's just the opposite kind of game that I want from a VR game. Yeah, uh, but I feel like this is the first time that I really felt in VR like I was playing an ex- like a fully fleshed out gaming experience. You know? Oh like, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. That's and like honestly, I've just been clamoring for that for so like I've been desperate for like a true game in VR, and that's what this is. You know? And it's interesting because like you know there have been other games. Like I I I I I played this and I thought, have there actually been any other true VR games? And I actually completely forgot about Resident Evil uh, Resident Evil Seven. But... Yeah, and there's also, I mean, there's no, there's others. There's the Walking Dead one. Yeah, and that came out very at a very similar time. Yeah. And so I I don't really count that because it came out. It's very contemporary to it. But like I'm talking about like in the past. Like is like is this is this like a, like a high water? I mean, this is to me it's a high water mark. But it's not like it's not the first VR game. It's not the first VR game that had like some fidelity. Yeah. But uh, uh, Resident Evil, I can't play that because it's a, a horror game, and it. I've seen oh videos God. of it. Oh. I've seen videos of it, and the videos scare me. So I, I could not put on a VR headset and spend any time in that. Yeah, game. can we talk I about? Would... Let's while we're on the topic of horror, can we talk about Jeff? Yeah, let's talk about Jeff. Yeah, let's talk about Jeff. I, I got very close to not playing Half Life Alex. Anymore. Uh, yeah, me too. I was very scared. I was like, don't do this to me. Don't make me play this. Yeah, I was literally saying just like, fuck you, Valve. Just like, how dare you put this in your goddamn game? Like, but, but, but you kept playing. I did, yeah, because I was, I mean, I really enjoyed my time in Half-Life Alex. I just, like, it was really short. And at the end of the day, like, I don't, I don't feel like I did anything. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. The fucking, I mean, we, we'll talk about Jeff more. Just like the fucking, like the green, like the hallway at the end, like that green power stuff. Just like, that was one hallway, dude. Like I could have used at least two hallways of that. <laughs> that was really fun. I really enjoyed like, that. You got, and... a, you got a whole section in Half-Life 2 with a souped up gravity gun. And I get a, yeah. I get a hallway? Really, Valve? Really? Yeah. <sighs> Although that being said... I, I got more intensity out of that, like, hallway than I did out of the gravity gun section in Half-Life 2 because I was doing it. Because I oh, was yeah. physically the one having to do it. And then, I guess, let me just ask this really quick. Is, how, how long were your, your play sessions, like, at a time? Oh, uh, one, one and a half to two hours. Yeah, that's about right for me because yeah. I physically couldn't stand after yes, that. Yes, which, which again yeah. is like a big way that I that I evaluate video games in my head, like for my own peace of mind, is like how easily I can play them for long periods of time. And so it's just like, you know, like Half Life Alex is two hours at most at a time, so I'm never fully immersed. And it's just like, you know, I played it for a total of ten hours. Mountain Blade Two came out last week. I played that for ten hours in one day. Uh huh. And so it's but they're just different. Like, you know, yeah. that that's a factor for me. Like, see, I feel like I have to get. I mean, like, here's the thing, right? If you sat down and played Half Life, Alex, oh like, I think you would die. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, like if you like literally sat down in a chair oh, in the center oh, of your room, that would suck, and though. I, but I mean, like, I wonder. I mean, I, I think it would suck too. Uh, but like, <laughs> no, that would suck. You, know, you have to at least be standing for a game like this. To work. Yeah, but like, if the only thing, like, if the only thing keeping me from playing a game 
is the fact that I'm physically not in shape enough to keep standing and I want to play more. Yes. Like it's hard to I, hold I, it against it. I agree. Yeah, I can't hold I mean like like that to me is like it's like I I I I don't want to stand for 2 hours ever. <laughs> And I forced myself to stand for longer periods of time because I wanted to play a video game. It's like, I mean, dude, that's that's the that's the review on the on, on the back of the box. <laughs> but so okay. I stood for two hours on purpose to play a video game. So, and in fact, on some days, I, I stood for two hours, took a break, and then stood for another like thirty minutes to forty five minutes yeah. just to get a little bit more playtime in, even though I was like my legs were jelly. I, I did do I did do a four hour day once. Yeah. Two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening. That was pretty intense. Yeah. I think that, yeah, when I finished the game, that was around what I was doing. Is I was like, I was yeah. doing two hours, taking a break, doing two hours, taking so, a break. So my response to that would be, though, is just like, why didn't Val think of that? Why isn't there, like, a car section every 30 minutes or, like, every hour? Oh, I mean, because people would fucking throw up. But, like, oh, well, that being... No, no, no. Yeah, I, fuck, fuck all the fucking weak stomach bitches. Like, <laughs> they, 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 they're... They're clearly inferior genes, like, they, they can die out as, as the superior race of non-weak stomach people rise into the true VR world. Okay, VR Hitler. Yeah, All right. exactly, yeah. It, you know, I don't need to worry about it. Like, it's fine. I love I love how at the beginning of this podcast you 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 started with uh, I don't know if VR is really that important to 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 literal VR Hitler in like six episodes. Well, that's what happens when you drink a beer as you as you as your podcast thing. <laughs> oh man, but um, I here's the thing, right? So I guess let's say this: um, Do you do you want there to be a VR option at the very least for Half Life Three? If and when it comes out. Oh no! I hope it's a full VR game. So okay, so I just so hope do it's I. A full I don't game. You know, like I'm seeing all these ten out of ten reviews for Half Life Alex, and it's just like, do we not factor in game length anymore? Like, do we not go like, oh, this is a sixty dollar game. It's maybe fifteen hours for a regular playthrough. Uh, that's not enough. Oh, see, okay, I see, I I disagree with that. Like, you you care? I think you care way more about game length than I do. I care a like, tremendous amount about game. Not, I don't. Not necessarily how long the game's main story is, but how long I can get out of a game. Well, hundred hours minimum. That's my rule. Here's the thing, though. Like, um, and so, like, for me, like, game length, like, I will happily play six, happily pay, excuse me, sixty dollars for for a 10, 12 hour game, if that ten twelve hour game gives me sixty dollars worth of enjoyment, which to me this did. So like, I got yeah. It's not so much that it's, like, not cost-effective. That's not what I'm saying so much. It's that I think that a good video game, by definition, and this is getting into my weird definitions that I like to make about things that are clearly (laughs) not actually, you know, real-life definitions, but just, like, a a real video game should, like, be interesting enough to, like, keep your attention. Like, the gameplay should be creative and freeform enough to allow you to play it for a long time, even if there's not a lot of, like content like you know a good example would be i played this um oh fuck uh, this martial arts online game recently uh uh, absolver it was called absolver uh and like Mm -hmm. absolver is it's a very small game it's like maybe like if you're playing like it is a single player game quote unquote it's maybe like it's maybe 10 hours right and it's like a you know 40 dollar game but because of the online elements and because of the way you can customize your own character's fighting style and like unlock new fighting styles, there's I easily played it for a hundred hours. 
Mm. And so it's just like, you know, I don't see a reason why I shouldn't hold all games to that standard, ultimately. And, and Half-Life Alex fails that standard. Like, it's, it's not... It's not really that creative. It's it's an experience, and you can experience it once, maybe twice, and then you're done with it. And it's not really, there's not a lot of, like, intellectual oomph to it. It's just an emotional, like, it's like watching a movie, which is why I say it, like, it happened to me. It's like, it's uh-huh. a good movie, but, like, I want my games to be interactive instead of, like, just a thing that happens. <laughs> I, I could not disagree with that more. Sure, I, yes, good. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, my counterpoint to that is, like, I've spent, like, what, like, you know, between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, probably, like, 600 hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 like, I, I don't even get a shred of the enjoyment out of Diablo that I do out of playing this game. See, like, that, that just, that's, to me, that's a disturbing sentence. <laughs> I mean... Look, I'm not saying it's not, but Diablo Diablo is a fucking, you know, it's a casino. It's a slot machine. And, like, well, I get, like, a, like a lot of, you know, like, for, it's like, I mean, because it's a skitter box. Like, there is a, there's, there's a drive for me to continue to play it. But, like, I don't, I don't, you know, get up from Diablo with, like, a big old smile on my face. I just kind of, like, play it for, you know, yes, 10 hours in a day. Right you're not playing those games right. <laughs> it's like you know what happened after I figured out this is getting real deep, but when we were playing Path Exile, I figured I figured out that like blink teleport build, uh-huh. right? and it's just like yeah. I, I have never played Path of Exile since because I I I figured out the game mechanics finally, right? Like I spent three hundred <laughs> hours figuring out what the optimal game mechanic was, and I figured it out, and I was satisfied, and I never played the game again. Like, yeah. Just like that's that's how I play games. It's like I play them to like d- dissect their internals, and it's like I ins- I dissected Half Life Alex's internals immediately because that's all the game is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very it's a very simplistic game that relies entirely on the fact that you are physically in the world yeah. to derive its enjoyment. And, like, and if I was playing Half Life Alex right now, I would be telling you how much I love the game, right? It just didn't stick with you. It's just, I'm not playing it right now, and I'm probably mm-hmm. not going to play it again for a long time. And if I ever do play it again, it'll be for another 10 hours, and then I won't play it again ever. So it's just yeah. like, you know. I am planning on replaying it when I get at least at least some sections. I might not repl- I probably won't replay Jeff. Um, but uh, I, I'm planning on replaying it when I get my Index headset, because I want to actually like see the game in a little bit. Like I mean, the Vive was fine, but I want to see it at its full fidelity, mm-hmm. so I want to see it with the index headset but like yeah man like you know what i went back and did after i like actually like a couple days ago is i went back and i played the opening chapter but like i spent way more time just like really taking it in and like looking closely at everything because like the first time through like i mean i was you know i was spending some time looking around but like i didn't really like spend time like watching all the little like scenes play out and Mm -hmm. like you know and like just you know I think it's fair to say that you always play games way more for the gameplay, and I play games way more for like the story and the experience. Oh, hundred like, percent. I don't. I don't consider the story to be like factor. I'm hundred percent. Yeah. Honest. Yeah, and so for me, this game is like this is cake to me. Like this is this is you know, yeah. in interact like if, if if this is an interactive movie, it's an interactive movie in all of the best ways possible for me. You know. Yeah, yeah and, and for you, like, it's a great interactive movie. It's amazing. Yeah. Like it's a it's a yeah. triumph of technology and polish and writing like it's amazing it's just it's just not a great game 
<laughs> okay, well, I, I think I think hard disagree for me on that, but I, I think that there was no way that this game was ever going to win you over. I mean, because it's 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 not trying to do the thing that you want to be done. But what I will say is, I think that because this game exists and shows what can be done, like like that that that, that an actual full game. Yes can be made in VR and be made, like, well, yeah. that this will actually spawn, like, more more games like, like you want because people might actually take development seriously on VR. At the very least, I am excited for Half-Life 3 VR. Oh, yeah. So am I. I am, I am so stoked for, like, if... I, I went... I went from, like, oh, I hope that because of this game they make Half-Life 3 to I hope that they don't wimp out and make yeah. Half-Life 3 not in VR. Yeah, like I, I I hope they don't either. I would I would understand if they made a non-VR version of Half-Life that has all the same story They're beats, but to. like I hope I mean like honestly like if they do or they don't I don't care, but like they better make the the real game like the intended game be the VR version. Did, I mean, well, no, but did you ever watch the interview with uh, Gabe? Oh, with the Gabe, lead programmer. Yeah, no, I did. Oh, good, you you watched there. That yeah, was a, that it. was a good interview. I think it's, it's I think it's very clear from what what Gabe says that if it's not a VR game, they're not making it. <laughs> that's that's good, and like because I really want to experience that world again. Like I want more of it. I want I want more things. I want car. I like I I want so, them to go balls out. So let me say, like I'm not I'm not unpleasable, right? It's just like if you had added smoke grenades and a flashbang, some vehicle, maybe a vehicle section, and some like some ways to kill enemies with physics objects, I would have been happy. I would have I would be happy calling out Half Life Alex like a masterpiece of a video game, right? Like that's all I need. Like those four things. I I think that they were trying to do a very limited amount of things perfectly. And yes. I think that they probably, if they spent more time, they probably could have done those other things. But, like, just the fact that they managed to do everything that they did so perfectly is, like, very I think impressive. that they... It's very impressive, and I think that they needed to make sure that it was even worthwhile. Because if people don't like those handful of things, like, they're not going to like anything else. Like, if people aren't going to get on... If people don't get on board with VR because of this game, they might not get on board with it, period. And also, if there is more things that they want, this is the best way to find out. Like, if they get a bunch of feedback of, like, dude, give me a crowbar, give me a vehicle section, like, give me barrels to knock over, then they know, okay, we can go further. But if people are like, whoa, this was already too much for me. Like, I'm already, like, having trouble just picking up my gun and putting yeah. putting them, you know. Like, then they know, okay, maybe people, like, they need a little bit more baby steps before, like, you know, we're all VR gamers, you know. Yeah, like, but so – to, to bring this to, like, a broader issue with, like, Valve as, as a developer, I feel like this is a Valve problem. Is like, they're, they're, they're scared shitless of their player base. Yeah. And, like, it, it leads them to making games that are 90% tutorials. Yeah, just like, no, I, I agree with that. It's like, I, I, got, I got it. Like, I figured out what the game was in the subway section where, the, where you first fight zombies. And it's just like, I could have used more game. And it's just like, you know, I feel like Half-Life 2 wasn't that to a, to a, to a great degree. I mean, it kind of was because you were always learning new things. You were always learning new things. But that's, I mean, but like, I could have used that. Like, give me a, give me a fucking antlion pheromone grenade. Like, that would have been fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's I, know what you... I guess that's really all. That's all my complaints boil down to. It's just like, I'm disappointed in like how safe 
this game was. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what? I, I I'm gonna go ahead. I'm, I'm not. I won't. I won't use the word disappointed, but I I did wish that they they were braver on this game. I understand why they weren't. It was a and smart I, decision not to be braver. Yeah, and I think that it'll get more people into VR. So I think that the ends like I want. I wanted this game to be the Half Life Three, mm-hmm. you know, VR, and it wasn't, and that's okay. Yeah. But yes, I mean, like I, I think that I, I guess it, it's like this. I appreciate this game for what it is. I like the the things that they got right. I think they got really, really, really right. But if they make this same game as Half Life Three, like if Half Life Three has this same gameplay loop, it won't be. I won't appreciate it. I will be, I will be like, nah, they really need to do more, you know? Like, I need, I need the crowbar. I need the vehicle set. Like, I need everything, God, you know? Need like, crowbar. oh, we need a crowbar. So like, bad. you know, yeah. So, and, and like, I, I feel like those problems are all very solvable. They just need to spend some more time thinking about how, just, like, how to solve that, you know? Like, 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 for instance, like the, the, the thing with the crowbar, like, that they, the reason why they didn't do it is because it, it would get stuck on things. Yeah, and just like, oh, so just such like, they are, but, but which is like I'm okay with because they make like when they like I can't argue with their results. So like if you know if they don't think they could do it properly, fine. But they ne- now they need to figure out how to do it properly. Yeah. If you're gonna give me Gordon Freeman, you give me that crowbar. Yeah. I mean, they don't gave fuck us around. A they did at the end, yes. So like you know, but like you know, w- would you be like would you be okay with the crowbar being like temporarily non-physical so it would just clip through items if you got stuck on something? Uh, I mean, I feel like they. That's not even necessary. Just like, uh, uh, I mean, uh. Or like an easy mode where that's the case, you know? Like, for, like, people that, like, are still using teleport and, like, just can't, like, deal with all these things. Uh, like, just like, you know, like, let me unequip the crowbar and we unequip it and re-equip it. Like, just like yeah. you're done. Like, so problem yeah. solved. Which I'm sure that they'll have to do. Like, I, like, like, exactly. All these problems are, are solvable. They just need to do yeah. it, you know? And, like, you know, but, when you have to get the pipe out of the train door, right, to open the train doors, yeah. like, that pipe fucked up a bunch. <laughs> like, they left that in the game. Like, yeah. let me hit things with the pipe. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'm asking yeah. for. Yeah, they could have given her, like, a baseball bat or something. A lot of people literally, said that. Literally anything. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I played Blade and, Blade and Sorcery. Like, I'm comfortable with how melee objects work in VR. Yeah. So, let's do it. Oh, and give me two-handed weapons. I want, I want rifles. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I liked the way they let they let you like pseudo two-hand those weapons. Though. Yeah, I, that was. I was nice. wondering, does w- w- was that animation meant to be the pulling out the magazine of the gun, or was that actually the like you're two-handing a weapon? Oh no, I'm. Oh, because uh, mm. I, I I always did that like, I always instinctively. Did that. I don't think it made a difference, but I always did. I don't know if it made a difference either, but I'm gl- I'm glad they put it in. I'm wondering if it was intended on yeah, being. Now that you're saying your... that, it might just be that actually. I'm not. It sure. might be, although although that only really makes sense for the pistol, I guess, because the yes. shotgun and all that wouldn't really make. Well, so maybe shotgun, it is. Okay. The shotgun and the SMG don't have two hands. Yeah. They, they, do they not? I mean, I wasn't able to ever do. I mean, I was able to do it once. Well, because no, I'm almost positive now that. The pistol thing is just the reloading thing because you're able to sometimes hold on to the little like knob on the side of the shotgun, but that knob is for reloading, and I could never two hand the SMG. I thought that you could two hand the SMG. I'm almost positive you could two hand every single weapon. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. You and if not, I, I'll tell you what I did it every single time. I think, so. <laughs> I think if you, you could two hand the SMG when it was naked, but if, I think once you started putting upgrades on it, hmm. like the auto loader and stuff, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at that. For sure, for sure. So, Jeff. let's go back to Jeff. Yes, <laughs> let's yes. go back to Jeff. Yeah, let's go back to Jeff. 
Okay. So that section. <laughs> so right off the bat, did you ever try and kill Jeff? No, but I, um, the only reason why is because I had that section ever so slightly spoiled for me because I was reading something and something they were talking about an unkillable enemy who has, um, like who, who can't, uh, who can't see you, but can hear you. So I knew that he was unkillable. So I didn't even bother. Cause I never, I never even once, like I didn't even try to fire a shot at him. Like yeah. the way the game introduced me to him, like it just, it felt very clear that he wasn't a killable enemy. And yeah. I also I, didn't I, have the ammo to like experiment, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I think that even if I didn't know for a fact right off the bat, like I could tell that this was a puzzle. So I, I didn't, I didn't have any, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I would have had any inclination to actually try and shoot at him. Yeah. Well, as someone who had no idea what I was getting into, I didn't, I never even tried. Yeah. It, it, there was no, it was, uh, it was, it was like, I was at first I was like, Oh, this is, this is fine. Like, you know, I can just throw bottles and like, Oh look, there's this like fridge, this freezer door. I can lock them behind. Oh, this was fine. This wasn't a big deal. <laughs> and then you have to let him back out. I, <laughs> I, 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 I imagine you probably had a similar moment to me where you just stood in front of that freezer door for a bit <laughs> just and like, you were just like, no, no man, don't damn you valve. What the it's fuck? Like, don't make it's like I, I I was just it was like the most painful just like no yeah I took my no, headset I like, off <laughs> I didn't close the game out but I took my headset off and I was just like god damn it like I don't want to do this like what the fuck? I I just I just like like I was I was doing everything and then like the realization just dawned on me I was like I was like I was like the, the, I was taking the like the multi tool and I was like okay mm-hmm. oh nope that's going into nope. that's that's oh. Oh no! Oh no! Valve! No! No! <laughs> Can you imagine a whole game like that? God! Oh, dude! Fuck it! Like that's that's why I can't play any of those like really like truly yeah. like horror horror games. Um, did you ever get killed by Jeff? By the way? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I got killed. I think I got killed once. Uh, once I got the hang of it, it wasn't too bad. But I was very yeah. I I found it. Um. I found it very well designed. Like, there's a lot of room for error so that you don't ever... Um, you could get out of danger pretty easily, I guess is the point. No, I, like, again, like, as an actual, like, ops, like an actual obstacle, Jeff is pretty much not one. Yes. And they did one thing which I really appreciated, which is there's never a section in, in the Jeff... Uh, I'll call it fight, even though it's not really much of a fight. There's never, never a section. Yeah, there's never a section in the Jeff puzzle where you have to run away from him. Uh, what about when you're taking the the uh, the final um, battery and you have to like crank up that like metal uh, sheet door? Uh huh. Uh huh. Like that attracts him, and you can't like you have to just like run away because you can't do it in one. Or at least I couldn't do it in one go. Um. Oh, how did I solve that? How did I solve that? It's not hard to run from him, but... Because you can't get the thing otherwise. You have to get the door open because you can't... I guess you could, like, crawl and reach under, maybe? Oh, oh, no, no, no. So You must have did that section differently than I did it. Um, All I did was I opened it a tiny bit just so it was cracked, and then everything fell out the bottom. Oh. uh, It didn't fall out for me. I had to open it. Well, because I used the gravity gloves to to knock everything off the shelves, and then it would fall out the bottom. Hmm. Okay, yeah, maybe I didn't. I didn't think of that probably. You probably did that the hard way. <laughs> I did that the fucking easy way. That section was a little bit, but like, okay, I guess what I mean by run away is like there's never a section where he's just straight up like chasing you down a hallway or anything. 
You know, there's no, there's no like run in fear section. Like, no, there, yes, thank God. Yeah, like, like there would be in something like, like amnesia or, or whatever, where it's like, you know, there is just a section where you are just straight up being pursued by a fucking scary thing. Like that doesn't happen at any point, really, at any point in the game. I mean, I guess the closest thing to that. Stalker. W- uh, yes, yeah, but the stalker's not scary so much as it's just like tense. Yes. No, yeah. Um, it wasn't I guess really that tense. Yeah, I mean the teleport. closest thing to that is like the 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 head crab, like the fast head crabs in the bottom of the uh, the northern star, because they're that section like they're they're I, I mean like they're like basically infinitely respawning, right? They, like there's not like, basically. Yeah, they are infinitely respawning. So there's no opportunity to just shoot all of them. So you just kind of have to run away from them. But like even even that section, it's like because they're not like it's not like an instant death monster running like chasing yeah, and, after and you. It's not very hard to dodge them. Yeah, and I hate because I hate that. Like I couldn't like like the Resident Evil games, like where like like Nemesis or whatever, or Mister Mister or Mister X, where you have to run away from an unkillable enemy. I can't do that. That's that's too tense for me. I'm I'm not like I'm I'm too much of a baby. There's no way that's gonna happen. So there was no point. Yeah, there was no point in the Jeff um, puzzle where that's that's a requirement where you have to run away from him and he's like actively pursuing you. He's it's always just like he move away from a point where he is, yes. you know? Or he is and that's coming. okay. Or he's coming. And that's okay. I can deal with that. So I well well I found that 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 whole thing very tense at the beginning. Once I got to like that that the part where you're doing the batteries, I was I pretty much I, I actually, I felt less bad about him. I was kind of like more like, oh, okay, I'm really just corralling this guy around. No, you yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, the elevator was probably the, the peak. That or the or the, the freezer door. The, 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 the freezer door for me was the peak. The elevator, the elevator was very close to, the elevator had like more of just like a no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the elevator was, uh, did you ever look around the corner in the elevator scene? Oh, yeah. I, I kept I my eye on him the whole time. I I couldn't. I I just I just I just tucked my I I I crouched down. I tucked my knees and I just oh sat God. in that corner and I never even looked at him. I was just like I don't want to even know what's going well, on. You have to there. press the button. I mean, you have to get near him. No, but once you um oh yeah well yeah I mean you uh, yeah you just have to reach out and press the and that was the old like once the elevator yeah, stopped okay, there I realized sure. I had yeah, to. Yeah. I was like, that was the only time that I even looked. I was like, I don't, I, I don't even want to know if he's coming. You know, <laughs> I was just like, uh, if he's gonna kill me, I hope that he just like kills me in my sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I kept my eye on him. So, yeah, for a very scary fucking section, a section that I would normally not have put up with in a normal game, I felt like they designed it very well to be. Well, it was scary. It was the least amount of scary it could possibly be, you know, with while still being <laughs> fucking not, super. I don't, I don't understand how that's a true statement. Like, like the least amount, like it's like, I guess what I mean is like there was enough room for error that it was like as, as not tense as an extremely fucking tense situation you know could what, possibly as, what, be. You know what would have been as not scary as it could be if it, if it was a field of like butterflies and lilies. Yeah, exactly. That would be not yes. scary. That yes. would be comforting, <laughs> which is as, as not scary as possible. What you're saying is it was not as scary as it could have been, yes. which is true. It's <laughs> still pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. Jesus. Actually, yeah. you know what? You know what really fucking was intimidating the first time was with the combine heavies. Yeah, 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 for sure. Until you learn, I was that like, just, like grenade them. Yeah, but like when I when I when he first popped around the corner, I was like, "Are you fucking serious with this right now?" <laughs> like, yeah, and like he's, exp- he's so he's so accurate at long range too. 
and he's so quick in closing. Like, like I mean, like yeah, they're not fast, here. but like you, you, you know, I'm I'm sitting there fumbling with a grenade around the corner, and then I turn around and he's right there, and I'm like, dude, keep him at a distance. <laughs> Shotgun to the head kills pretty much everything, though. Yeah, no, that's the, and once I got, yeah, I, I don't. Do you have the shotgun at that point? Yeah. Okay, I think I ran out of ammo for it because I think I was yeah. fighting was, head crash. Shotgun was my heavy only weapon. It's like, oh, heavy. Well, time to pull the shotgun. Yeah, I, I pulled out the shotgun when I got scared, basically. I was like, ah, <laughs> shotgun! <laughs> I, I tried to stay pissed. I never even got the, like, the, the rapid-fire pistol upgrade. Like, I, stuck, I stepped to single shot the whole time. I, I ended up, get, like, very late in the game, I got the rapid-fire pistol upgrade because um, I found it was really useful for killing... Um, for killing head crab zombies because it's like you point yeah. at their head and you fire and it like just takes them out in, in one trigger pull, mm. which is kind of nice. That's nice. Um, but yeah, I never fully upgraded the shotgun. Um, I never fully upgraded the SMG, um, but I got all of the, um, I got the loaders. I got anything that would increase the magazine size. Dude, basically. Getting the increased magazine size on the SMG was so sweet. Oh, I love that. That was so fun. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. I, I very much enjoyed that. I guess, do we have anything else to say about Half-Life Alex? I mean, it was really good. I know that you wanted more. You you, you yeah. wished it was it was more. I mean, I, what did you think of the retcon? Oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about the ending. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Dude. Oh, okay. I loved it, actually. I yes. thought it was really, I thought it was a perfect way to end that game and also to make the game actually meaningful. And then also a, enough of a way to change the Half-Life story, like, so that they could actually make Half-Life 3. Like, I'm... I was so like sad at the end of um at the end of episode two, oh, yeah. you know, like I was so bummed out, but then I was so like, all right, well, we gotta fucking finish this, and now like I have that like I have that renewed sense of vigor because now it's like okay, you know, like yeah, it's like uh you know uh, Eli. Eli, thank you. Oh my God, poor Eli. Uh, I was like, I was like, I'm so excited that Eli's back, but like now it's like, ah, oh, fuck. The G man's got Alex. It's like we gotta, we got, we gotta go now. You know, like it's time. You know, like yes, so, I, I feel exactly the same. Oh God, they, uh, Valve. I swear to God, do not make me wait another like 15, 20 years. <laughs> Like, you know, I thought this was like, I thought this was brilliantly written and like, yeah, I, I, loved it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I got fucking chills when I got handed the crowbar. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're a much bigger Half-Life fan than I am. Oh, dude. I mean, I am. I love Half-Life because the story is so good. And that's what I'm into. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, I do love the lore. The lore is super cool. You know, there's lots of opportunities for them to like, just kind of do whatever because they've left it like vague in a good way, but it's mm. still like very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is about the Half Life series. It's just like it really, like, it's, it's a really, like, because I played Half Life two first, and then I went back and played Half Life, and then I played Episode one, Episode two. I don't know. Like, it's just like I really like the, like, the universe is just really, it's cool. You know, like I enjoy yeah, it. It is it's and, very cool. And and actually getting to spend some time physically in it was just like <laughs> it. It's the kind of thing that, like, makes me love video games, you know, is, like, because, like, you know, it's, it's, uh, I've talked about this before, but it's, like, that kind of, like, childlike sense of wonder that video games, like, used to give me, like, VR brings that back for me of being able to, like, it's, like, you know, be in a world, you know, and really, like, get super, super into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I 100%, like I was saying earlier, Mountain Blade 2's out, so I've been experiencing (laughs) that feeling all week. (laughs) So... Speaking of worlds that I couldn't get into. Yeah, so you so, tried Kenshi. 
So I tried Kenshi because you a couple episodes back you had recommended it. You're like, oh, you got to try Kenshi. And so I, you've talked up Kenshi a lot. Um, I know your feelings on it, and I played it uh, for about I want to say maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Yes, yeah, so you didn't you just didn't understand what the game was then. Oh no, no, I understood what the game was, um, and I understand why you like it, but. I very quickly realized why that game was not for me and refunded it. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me. Well, I want to hear it. It was. I don't have fucking time for a game like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just looked at this and I was like, I'm like, 20 years ago, I could see getting way the fuck into a game like this and absolutely losing myself in it. But I was like, you know what? I don't have time for Kenshi. I don't have time to actually like enjoy this game. Because I like, I went out of the city and I got attacked by bandits, um, and they crippled me, and I was yeah. unconscious. Yeah. And so I set the um, I set the the speed of the game to the max to like become conscious again, and it still took me like ten like real minutes at the fastest speed to become conscious again. And then I woke up, and then another group of bandits yeah, knocked me out. Of course. Yeah. And then I, I shut off the game and and I refunded it because I was like, I just don't have time for this shit. <laughs> so, like, I get it. I understand why you like it. I, I, I maybe, maybe if I manage to, like, win the lottery and retire early, then maybe I'll I'll try some Kenshi. But, uh, yeah, I no, I, I'm not going to do Kenshi. There's, there's, I don't fucking have time for that shit. <laughs> so... That's my yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I completely understand. It, it, if you don't have time for Kenshi, it's not an enjoyable game. Yes. Uh, but, Kenshi is the kind of game that feels like it will, it, it would probably be really cool if I got into it, but it's not fun. It's Morrowind. It's, it's Dwarf Fortress. It's, it's, well, I was about to say, it's Morrowind with base building. And I was about to say, but you could play Dwarf Fortress. Well, and here's the thing, right? I have played Dwarf Fortress, and I like Dwarf Fortress, um, and I don't have room in my life for another Dwarf Fortress. It is a better Dwarf Fortress, though, because it's not random. Um, okay. Dwarf Fortress, I mean, Dwarf Fortress's randomness is its ultimate downfall, in my opinion. Okay. I, I, I'll i disagree with that, but that's okay. Um, I'm actually really stoked about, like, the Dwarf Fortress. Um, oh, oh, yeah, no. Yes, 100%. It's amazing. I can't wait. I'm yeah. also excited about that. I, I actually like the randomness. I like the fact that it basically just generates an entire world, and that world could be very different each time. So I'm but down with that. It's never, so it's I never will, different, though. That's the problem. Was that? It's never different, though. That's what I'm saying. It's like the randomness makes it so it's it's always gibberish. Oh, yeah. I like the gibberish. <laughs> sure. But it's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. But yeah. So I long story short, Kenshi, I understand like the the allure but it's just like it's one of those games that i feel like i would need to like read a guide to like even get started playing because i I could just tell you how to do it yeah yeah so in in hub in the city you start in you go to the bar and talk to the guy there called uh stubs or whatever one of the people there will be recruitable for free Uh uh-huh you can grab him and that means that when you get knocked unconscious by bandits You'll have a second person who can pick you up and put you into bed, so it won't take ten minutes for you to heal. Uh-huh. And then you just mine copper for about like ten hours in <laughs> real time to get enough uh-huh. money to fund food and bed fees for you to start wandering the world. And all you're gonna do is run around 
until you're yeah. fast enough at running to not get killed by bandits. And then after like 15 hours doing that, the game will start. Yeah. 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 So, so anyway. you probably won't play it. Yeah. So I probably won't play it. I, I get it. I will, probably won't play it. <laughs> yeah. it. It is amazing though. If, if anyone here has a excess of spare time because you're in quarantine uh, and you like RimWorld or Dwarf Fortress or any of those sort of like base building, management sim, RPG, free free roam action games, uh, you know, give Kenshi a try. I think I covered all the genres there. <laughs> yes, I think you have. Okay, so. Do you want to talk about Lost Samurai? Yeah, let's talk about Lost Samurai. Yeah, so when did you watch it? Uh, I watched it a few days ago, I think. Cool. Yep. Um, I, so I mean, you... I've already seen it, so what did you think? Okay, I liked it. It was kind of one of those movies where, like, I watched it, and I was like, eh, okay. And I enjoyed it. I, I don't think that... I don't know that I would be compelled to watch it again. And I don't know that I would necessarily recommend it to very many people. I liked it as a, like, as a filmmaking piece. Um, I liked it as a noir. And I liked it, you know, just, like, from, like, the sense of, like, you know, the, the time period that it was made in. Yes. And, like, yes. the way that it looked. But... Past that, I, I wasn't tremendously grabbed by it. What I will say about it is that it seems like the uh it seems like the style of it is something that has recently been something that like I mean, when I say recently, I mean not like, recently isn't like ten years ago, because I mean when did when did uh Drive? Drive. Yeah, when did Drive come yeah, out? I, I knew you were gonna I knew you were gonna say drive, because I, I also yeah. thought the same thing while watching it. Um, yeah, because Drive was 2011, so I mean, not recent, recent, but like recent within like the past like decade or so. So Drive felt like a very different kind of movie when it came out, and I guess l now looking back, I'm like, oh, Drive was basically, in a lot of ways, it was a lot of this movie. <laughs> yes, and it's a lot of like, also just like 1970s noir films. Yeah. You know, most most like classic noir films you know, 19, you know, after this, at least take a lot of their inspiration cinematography wise from this too. Yeah. And I, um, I found it very well shot. I think that, I mean, other than just the physical quality of the cameras, it, it like, it, it basically, if they had like modern equipment and they shot literally the same movie shot for shot, it would look, it would, it would look like it was a, like a film from yesterday, you know, like it, it like, so it all looked very good. I liked the shots a lot. Um, I thought it was very, um, especially for the time period. I want to say, cause I mean, they were still shooting a lot of like day for night, uh, back in the day, weren't they? Like oh, yeah. back even in the sixties and like they did not, they clearly did not shoot day for night in this. They clearly shot at night. I mean, yeah. you can tell just amazing. by the amount of, yeah, by the amount of film grain that's on there, like they had to use, you know, they were, they were just fucking going for it. They were like, fuck yeah. it. It's night. We're just going to film at night. And I, I, I appreciated that. Like it, it definitely lent a, cause I mean, you know, they do their best they can with day for night, but like, I can always tell. You know, I'm always like, oh, okay, they're shooting day for night right now, and that's fine. You know, like it's it, it definitely makes the film like the it, quality it of the picture laugh. better. What was that? It is to laugh when they use day yeah. for night. Yeah, I mean, like it's it makes the quality of the actual film itself better, like as in like the quality of like the physical like picture. But yeah. like you you can always tell that it's like they're shooting in the daytime. Yeah, it's very you know? silly. It's very silly. So, like, I appreciated that they, they, they went hard. Like, they actually did the aesthetic properly, you know. And, yeah, I mean, like, so the, from that perspective, I, I, I found it a very 
good movie in that sense. But yeah, I don't know. I I guess I don't want to say forgettable, but just like I don't feel like this is a movie that's going to stick with me. Yeah, so it's interesting because on on a rewatch, I actually have pretty much the same opinion. I have, okay. I, you know, I watched this movie as a teenager. Uh-huh. Very, very fond memories of it. You know, I thought it was really cool. Loved the aesthetic. Um, now it's uh, a little boring. You know, yeah. it's like uh, it's it's nicely shot. I, I, it's still very cool. Like everything, like the main character is like, you know, that is that is one uh, cool cat for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, ultimately, it's like it's almost like a made-for-TV movie now. I feel like the the, sto- the way the story plays out. Just like, you know, you see him plan and execute a murder, and then a police investigation happens, and then he dies at the end. You know, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yes, obviously spoilers for this movie. I uh, I had a similar experience, actually, with um, with Blade Runner. I don't oh, know really? if... Yeah, well, because so I watched Blade Runner... Um, I watched Blade Runner, like, many years ago and really enjoyed it. And then, like, you know... When, as we were going through like movies, because like Lauren and I watch movies, Lauren, my wife, we watch movies. Um, and when we do, like sometimes I'm like, oh, you haven't seen blah, blah, blah. Oh, you should see blah, blah, blah. Let's watch it. Um, and Blade Runner was one of those movies. Um, and so we sat down and we watched Blade Runner and like I was watching it. And then the entire time I was watching it, I was like, I remember this movie being more interesting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I didn't. I think it's, I still really like Blade Runner. Like, I feel like the aesthetic of Blade Runner is, like, super, super good. And, like, same thing with this movie. I thought the aesthetic of this movie was great. Like, yes. I love the atmosphere of Dude, it. And I think it's really... where he's, like, uh, and near the end where he's, like, doing the keys. Uh-huh. He's just, like, staring straight ahead the whole time. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Good. Oh, no, I really, I really love the aesthetic of this movie. And I love the aesthetic of Blade Runner. But, like, I watched Blade Runner. I was like, wow, man. That... Yeah, that's that's I knew that scene with the him going through that picture took a long time. But oh, boy, does it take a long time? Yeah, you you forget how little happens in those movies. Yeah, that's very true. But what this movie also in a weird way reminded me of was the um, the taking of Pelham one, two, three, the original 1973, Mm -hmm. I think, film. Yeah. Um, it. I don't know why it reminded me of that movie, but I guess it's like that same type of like the police and like some people committing a crime kind of, you know, like trying to like, you know, one trying to catch the other, the other trying to evade the other, you yes. know? And I mean, if, if only literally just because they had the same like, you know, uh, subway switchboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that scene. Yeah. But I feel like the taking of Pelham one, two, three, like whoever directed that movie must have, must have watched Le Samurai, like, oh, because I feel like those two movies had a very similar feel of, like, the, the interplay between go to the police, what are they doing, go to the back to the people trying to evade the police, what are they doing, and, like, the kind of the kind of give and take between the two. Yes. Um, but I like the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 much more. Yeah, I'd say, <laughs> if we're comparing the two, Pelham 1, 2, 3 is a, is a I, would, I would much rather watch Pelham 1, 2, 3 than I would Le Samurai. I don't yes, know if I would but, say Pelham 1, 2, 3 is a better movie than Le Samurai, but certainly more entertaining. Yeah. And actually, that was, so that's 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 what I want to kind of get to here. This is the point that I was I wanted to make is, I mean, you and I, we've watched a, a, a number of movies, um, both together and, you know, just separately. But, like, there are certain, like, I there are certain movies that I like and there are certain movies that I don't. And I can say that I liked this movie. But I wasn't tremendously entertained by it in the same way that, like, like you said, like, I, I think I would rather watch Pelham than I would watch this. And Pelham was a more entertaining movie. But I liked both films. 
But then, like, you know, that movie that we talked about, like, uh, what was it, uh, back on the Christmas episode, when we talked about the El Royale, uh, Bad Time yeah. at the El Royale, I, I found this movie not, like, plot-wise, not similar at all, and in many ways not similar at all, but in terms of, like, the way that I felt about the movie, um, I felt like they were both kind of movies that I wasn't ever going to think about again, but I didn't like El Royale, whereas I did like this movie, and I'm not really 100% sure why, you know? Like, that's, it's something that is kind of interesting about movies like this is there's, because there's a lot of movies that I watch where I get to the end of the movie and I know gut feeling like, oh, I liked this movie. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. personal taste. Yeah. Or your opinion. Yes. (laughs) But like, it's, it's so hard for me to pin down exactly what the difference is. You, you know? haven't spent enough time thinking about it. I, I can say that as someone who has spent the majority of their life thinking on that exact question of like, what what do I actually, what do I like? Yeah. Like, what, what specifically do I like? And the answer, uh, it turns out, is um, constantly changing. So it's very hard to ever pin it down. <laughs> Fair enough. Because you Fair always enough. learn about new things that you like. And so you're... Hopefully your horizons are always expanding. Yeah. And you're learning about, that's why you watch things that you're not sure if you're going to like them because yeah. maybe you will. And you're going to be like, oh, I guess I like, what, what What I try to do is I try to find elements of similarity between all of the things that I really like. Like what, what binds together all of my favorite things? Yeah. And for me, the answer tends to be uh, a focus on like, um, a relatively static main character surrounded by interesting world building. Hmm. And so, like, I look for, like, like I, I kind of like shitty sci-fi and stuff. Just, like, you know, like, I don't really like character development, actually, as it turns out, very much. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I love Chernobyl because there's basically no character development. It's, it's almost completely procedural and world building. And it's like, oh, yeah, please. Like, I almost essentially like documentaries. but It's hilarious because... You like the exact you hate that in games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you love it in movies. Yes. And I love it in games and I hate it in movies. Yes. We're getting the same thing but from different places. <laughs> oh, this is a very poignant episode then. Uh, yeah, cuz it's like you know what I really liked about this movie, I think. Now that now, now that I'm now that you say that, I'm actually thinking about this cuz the difference between the difference between El Royale and and this is this movie had more ambiguity to it and i like that i like i like even if even if the ambiguity could probably be quickly uh, solved yes. i like i like the ending of the movie being a little bit less clear cut you know like i i i i like i like not knowing some of it you know yes. and this movie does it ends on that note it ends on that kind of unsatisfying note that I, I I don't know why I like it, but I do. I like every time a movie ends on a really unsat like you know when a, when a, any story ends on this kind of weird unsatisfying note. There's something about me that's just like I like oh cool I want to dig into this now you know and I guess I really like that. I must uh, really just enjoy that yeah, because yeah. like you know fucking Twin Peaks. Um, yes. You know I won't I won't spoil Twin Peaks, but let's just say that you know it, it doesn't exactly. I wasn't. I was. I didn't feel satisfied with there the ending. There is no ending to Twin Peaks. Yeah, you know, and and he did it twice, which you know, <laughs> fuck him, the fucking <laughs> bastard. Like yeah, he just like you know, he made you wait like what twenty years, and then yeah. he was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm actually just still not gonna. I wasn't end even it. born yet. I think. 
when he ended it the first time. And then he fucking he still got me with the second ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, and and the thing is, I really liked it. I really enjoyed, like, the ride. And, like, I did, I, yeah. The ride was great. I didn't feel satisfied, but I, I liked it. But, um, yeah. So, like, that's that's what I felt about this movie. Like, it yeah. was, it was, I, I enjoyed it, but I think, yeah, it was, it's a very, it's it's one of those movies that I, I can't imagine recommending to most people. Like, I imagine most people would, would watch this and be like, fuck did you make me watch? Huh? <laughs> You know? Yeah, I mean, like, the lack of dialogue, the slow pace. It's, oh, uh, it's a movie you recommend I, to certain people. I, I got a funny anecdote about that uh, about that dialogue. So um, I, I didn't realize that I didn't have the subtitles turned on. <laughs> um, and it took 10 minutes into the movie, yeah. maybe even more, before there was even a single line of spoken dialogue. And I was like, oh, I didn't have the subtitles on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, oh god, I really, I really enjoyed the um, that that whole stretch of the first part of the movie where there was no dialogue to the yes. point where I was literally wondering if there was going to be no dialogue in the movie. Full stop. Oh yeah, that would which have been, honestly, yeah. that would have been interesting. Um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have not watched that. I mean, um, did you watch Mr. Robot the uh, the this TV series? I watched uh, seasons one and two. I didn't, I didn't watch season three. Okay. Um, there's one, I think it's in season three. Um, there's one episode where there is literally no dialogue until the very end of the episode. And it took me, I think, a solid, like, 20 minutes to realize it. And I thought that that was really well done. And that's that's what this beginning reminded me of. It's like I was, I was like... Oh, there's no dialogue. There still hasn't been any. And like, I, I don't think I. If, if it wasn't for the fact that the subtitles, I like were turned. Like, I wasn't sure if the subtitles were on, because um, I didn't know if they were baked in or if I had to physically turn them on on my TV. Which it turns out I had to turn them on. Um, if if I wasn't actually like paying attention to the fact that there was dialogue, I don't know if I would have realized it until the first word was spoken. It, it was it was done very well, and I really I like that kind of stuff. You know, I like I like you know I like it when a movie does things. You like that, craft. I like craft, and yeah. this movie had craft. It doesn't mean that I, I I found it enjoyable in the same way that I I find you know something like you know The Matrix enjoyable yeah. or you know something like that. But I really enjoyed the craft of this movie, and and I I think that that that's something that's very tricky with. I mean, with, there's a reason it's a Criterion movie. Yes, there's a reason it's a Criterion movie. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that's the soundtrack. not for everyone is amazing. Oh, soundtrack is very good. I love I love the kind of like like I guess it's kind of like electronic. Yeah, um, it's, it's uh it's like very early electronic music. Yeah, like I really enjoyed that. Like actual synthesizer. Yeah, combined with like then like the little bits of like jazz, you know, yeah. in, in oh, the club. Yeah. Like it's just like it's very it's a very cool movie, you know. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That's what the, that's the best word to describe. It's like it's quintessentially a cool movie. Yes. Something you could okay. like, you know, you you like you put on when you want to impress somebody. Yeah, it's like, it, it, yeah, it's it's an art piece, you know, and like yeah. I, it's a moving painting. Not yeah, unfortunately, not a lot to say. Yeah, about about it because not a lot happens. I mean, we could describe the plot, but it's not really the movie has it just has a certain aesthetic that that comes out when you yeah. watch it, and it's just like it's it's the you know early French movie, uh, like cigarette, you know, trench coat, hat. Wearing a motherfucker. Just like now, this is cool this was pretty late. This was pretty late in the French New Wave, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it might have been even been after what you would consider New Wave, like entirely. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. It's, it's so this is already this is already like the filmmaking is yeah the so, filmmaking is matured at this point. Yeah, this is like this is well after the wave. This is like yeah the, the 
the wave coming back across the ocean from Hollywood almost, but not quite. I will I will say this that I found really interesting is because I mean other than like Brick, which I, I don't really count in this in this regard, um, just because it's you know it's obviously it's a modern movie, but um, all of the other noirs that I've watched that I can remember were in black and white, and this one wasn't, and it was and it was interesting to see that same that's that that whole same like aesthetic in color versus yeah. in black and white. Although I mean, it, the color palette of this movie is very flat. Oh, it's very muted and it's very and I like that. But it was it was interesting cuz like I mean I always imagine like all film noirs basically taking place almost entirely at night. Um which is easier to it's easier <laughs> yes. to do and like you know, we talk, we joke about day for night, but like I'm sure that all of those are shot day for night. Um but yeah, that but it, day yeah, for it's different. It works in black and white yeah. because it's almost impossible to tell that it is actually daylight. So yeah. so that works. And I like that a lot more. Whereas in this movie, they, they, I mean, obviously a lot of it was filmed during the day and like it, 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 it had a different feel to it than, that I'm used to, uh, for like that type of movie, because it's like, yeah, I mean, like I, when I, when I imagine film noir, I, I imagine darkness, you know, I mean, cliche, <laughs> yes. right. But like, it's no, kind of what sure. I, you know, I think of, you know, dude in a trench coat lit by streetlights, you know? And like, this was very much a movie that happens during the day for yeah. the most part. I, I and like so it's... it was just. It feels like a very realistic noir movie too, which it I guess does. is why it's neo noir, not a noir. Yeah, and and it's like, and that also made it have that modern feel to it. You know, it's like, like we talked about, you know, yeah, Drive at the beginning of this, and it's like because yes. Drive, I, I thought was a very unique movie, and now that I've seen this movie, I'm like, oh, okay, no, it is actually a bit derivative. Yeah, <laughs> it is, um, which I, I shouldn't surprise me. You know, I mean, it feels like, I mean, as we know, there are no new ideas, no, but certainly not. Certainly, Certainly not, not on the Two Brothers podcast. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. New ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, do do we ever have anything insightful to say? <laughs> no, never. We certainly think we do, and then we get into arguments on the internet, and then people Yeah, no, and then us. people on the internet correct us, and, and we just realize we're stupid. Yes, that's always fun. Um, <laughs> Don't read the comments. But yeah, so I guess, well, yeah, do we have anything else to say about this movie? Um... This ended up being kind of a short review, but I'm so I'm glad we had yes. uh, <laughs> we had a video game to talk about on our podcast that's ostensibly about movies. Yeah, it's a it, it, a cool movie with cool people doing cool things, but not a lot of things and very slowly. Yeah, but definitely an influential one. Like if you like if you like Drive, this is a, a movie that's probably worth going back and watching. Or if you like movies that are kind of in that vein of just you know very like minimal minimal dialogue, you know, and very like kind of a cool aesthetic. Like this movie is is probably um, you know it's it, it's definitely one of the precursors to that. I guess is probably the, the safest thing I yeah, could possibly it's, say it's about the that. Father, I guess, of those movies. Yeah. So I I think if that's something that you're into, this is definitely worth a watch. Otherwise. Tough movie to recommend, but uh, yeah, probably, I did enjoy probably it. Probably a skip, honestly. Now, yeah, now for a lot of end. people. Um, oh, uh, we we could probably chuck this in really quick, um, just because we have a little bit of you know, we, yeah, we tack on. A, we'll, we'll see if we can tack on a little bit here. But um, I did also. Uh, I don't know if it was in the episode or not, but uh, per your recommendation last time, uh, I watched Lost Highway. Oh shit! Yeah, that was a really interesting movie. <laughs> that was. That's one way to put it. That was a really that was that was something, man. Like you know, I mean, we, we were talking about like the uh, you know, um, the, the, like the entertainment factor. I was thoroughly entertained by that movie. <laughs> yes, no, that is one of his most um, like active movies. I feel. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was a pretty accessible Lynch movie. 
I but, mean, uh, yeah, accessible. That's that's one way to put it. That yeah, it's it's for Lynch, not yeah. accessible. I'm not saying it's accessible. I'm just saying for Lynch, it was pretty accessible. But oh man, that uh, you know, it, it did not go the way that I thought it was going to go. Let me just put it that way. I, I thought it was going to be a, a different movie. Um, you know, like just just based on that uh, that 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 one character, like the kind of like the pale guy. Yes. Like I thought somehow this was going to be a movie about vampires. No, no, and it no, never no. went. You need to never watch went Vampire's that direction. Kiss for that. Yeah, ne- never, never went in that direction. So I was very surprised. But uh, I, I, I was just like, it, it just there's something about the way that Lynch directs that's just like he makes you feel tense without anything actually really going on. <laughs> it, it's a very, it's a very particular way of of filming like American suburbia or like American like hometown, you know, like idealism. But with slightly stilted dialogue, so everything feels like 5% wrong at all times. So it's something that's really familiar, but it's just slightly askew in a way that makes you like, Yeah, it's the uncanny valley of filmmaking. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the uncanny valley of filmmaking. And, like, I mean, honestly, there's two, like, I, I, I genuinely have to believe that his stage direction to his actors is act badly. Like, yes, no, I, I, I'm almost positive that is what it is. Like, because he has so many good actors in his films, and they all, like, give what it, what would in any normal film be a terrible performance, and it works so perfectly in his films. And then I also have to believe that when he records the dialogue, feels like he starts filming, then calls action, and then records it, yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. like, and then actually keeps the the five or six seconds before anyone starts speaking, you He's know, a true like, master of time. Yeah. Like of, cause it, like if, like if you have somebody like Quentin Tarantino, whose timing is perfect in the, making all the dialogue snappy and good. Yeah. He's the, per, he's the exact opposite of <laughs> being the perfectionist of timing of making all the dialogue feel like the actors forgot their lines for a couple seconds and then started talking. <laughs> yeah. His, I mean, his direction, I mean, all this stuff is, I mean, it's impeccable how wrong it, it is. It's great. It, it's oh my! It's yeah! It's so it, it, like you said. It's it's exactly the right amount of wrong, you know, that it just you feel uncomfortable. You're like, just say something. <laughs> have you ever uh, have you ever seen his uh, his rabbits like short video? No. Oh, dude, you gotta go on YouTube. Oh wait, search. wait, wait! Yes, I have. Yeah, yes, I have. Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's no, like, that's... I feel like that's his like most like pure. Just like this is what David Lynch is. Breaking news. David Lynch. Good. <laughs> we solved it. Yeah. We figured so, yeah. it out. We're truly the most original critics. Didn't mean to spring that on you, but like, you know, because I didn't want oh, to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love it. I mean, Austin Yeah, I didn't want to do a full-fledged review of this movie, but I just wanted to tack that on to the end because you did recommend that. Yes. I don't remember if you recommended that uh, on audio or not, but uh, I did really enjoy that. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's all we have. You know, everybody, uh, everybody stay safe out there if you're listening to this contemporary to the, uh, the current situation. And if yeah. you aren't, uh, you know, be glad that, uh, be glad you're not. It's, uh, yeah. enjoy, enjoy the small amount of food and water you've scavenged this day and, uh, live in your post-apocalyptic hellscape that surely coronavirus <laughs> has created for us. <laughs> if, is there even internet? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, someone saved this on their hard drive and some lucky guy found it and a working yeah, computer it- somehow. It was Russell. He downloaded the internet. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to stay safe from Jeff somehow. <laughs>
Absolutely. Yeah. This is how it happens, right? That's how the combine took over. It was uh it was fucking seven oh, hour nice. wolf. All right. I think that's enough for today. Yes. <laughs> this is good. All right. See you guys. Yep.